welcome to the Fit and Healthy Sioux Falls show. I am so excited that you are here today. We're going to really be diving in and having an amazing episode, all talking about mental health. And man, it is a struggle. But I've got someone amazing here with us today, uh, none other than our friend, Miss Anna. Anna, say what's up. Hello. So go ahead, friends, and uh, get ready, because we're going to dive in. So let's go ahead and dive into today's episode. Anna, so good to have you here. Thank and you. Thank you. Man, so first off, how long have you been a client at FitBody? I'm going on four years now. Four years. So we've been through ups, we've been through downs, we've been through it together. Yes. Um, and really, when we started launching this podcast, we've now been doing that health highlight with Midco. One of the things was we want to figure out, man, May is actually Mental Health Awareness Month. And so... The world that we live in, and especially going through COVID, what we've all went through, mental health is like a huge struggle right now. And I know that you've got a lot going on in your personal life, and you know you've been so kind to open up and kind of peel back the curtain to someone that is dealing with a lot. And really, we're going to get into that. Before we get into that, I just want to let our audience know. Um, so, I mean, everyone has their beliefs. Everyone has what they think is right, what they think is wrong. Uh, many people know, like my foundation, like strong, strong Christ follower, strong, strong Christian. And the thing of it is, is whatever your beliefs are, whatever your faith is, there's love that needs to be given. And the thing is, is we're going to dive in today. And so what you're going to hear today in the show might be, honestly, it might be challenging for some yeah. people. Yeah. But the thing is, is it's really good to allow this type of talk and be really open about it so that we can just share love with the community that is going to be listening. Sound good? Yes. I feel like we need to normalize it. For yeah. Sure. Yeah. You know, and so I uh, really want to dive in and I want to talk first about uh, how the heck did you land in Sioux Falls? <sighs> well, that's a heavy story. So I'll cut it short. Sure. Um, some things happened to my children. I was, in Arizona. Okay. Um, I ended up leaving the father of my children I was married to okay. for abuse. Um, okay. On, not only on myself, but on my youngest child. Oh, wow. When they were eight and a half months old. Mm. And what got me abused was sticking up for my child. When I saw them abusing my child, I got into my ex-husband's face. I took my kids the next day after the abuse, and I I was gone for two weeks, but then some more abuse happened by their paternal grandparents. Um, wow. Yeah, sexual abuse. So oh, wow. I was having anxiety attacks whenever I would see the man around. Yes, I pressed charges. He did end up going to prison, but I just couldn't be in Arizona anymore because their grandmother was defending her husband against his actions. And it was verified he did what he did. Oh, wow. So we moved out here where I had family um, to start a new life. I needed something different, something more organic, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it just helped that I knew someone here. So I've been out here for 13 years now. Wow. Wow. That right there is just already uh, a start of a whirlwind to go through. And I can't even imagine. So you uprooted your family. 
Um, were you born and raised in Arizona? No, I was I was born in Georgia. Okay. Um, this is another thing. When um, my mom was fighting for custody custody of me, I was in a um, foster home for a while with my other sister in Georgia, and um, her and my stepdad um, finally got custody back. So he was in Arizona, and that's where I relocated to. Okay. Wow. So yeah, there's there's been yeah. multiple events. Yeah. Um, and you have, at the time when you moved, you had two children. Yeah, I still, okay. just the two. Yep. And those two children have the same biological yes. father. Yes. Okay. And so when you moved to Sioux Falls, what year was it roughly? 2010, May of 2010. Okay. So you've been here for 14, going on almost 14 years. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so when... When did you really realize, so like you were dealing with, with mental issue, like issues just from finding out what happened to your children. Yes. What was the first sign of mental issues that like you experienced? It was a lot of, of hurt for myself, um, guilt, a lot of guilt feelings. Um, like I could have prevented this. I put my children in harm's way. Yeah. How could I not have noticed that this guy was a pedophile? Like all, all kinds of things going through my head. And it was just a lot of very harming self-talk. Um, I mean, it didn't help my upbringing also was negative self-talk to, you know, negative talk to me by the people that were supposed to love me, you know, my parents. Yeah. And if it wasn't the negative talk, it was physical abuse. Yeah. Um, sexual abuse by my paternal father, um, physical abuse and verbal abuse by my, yes, to me. So you were sexually abused as well when I was little. Yeah. Oh my, do you know the age roughly? Um, it was probably three or four, same age as my daughter. I've heard, I've never, thank goodness. I personally have never been through that type of trauma, but I've heard that people can almost compartmentalize and then like Mm -hmm. try to block it out. Yeah. Um, did you experience that? Yes. Okay. I, I only remembered it. I was going through like a 12-step program uh, when my then roommate was um, born again Christian. Yeah. So I was going through a 12-step program, and I started having nightmares that were bringing out these memories of what happened to me when I was little. Yeah. Which verified that I was sexually abused because my mom, in my dream, said, he just wants one more time with you. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I was 18 at the time and I like, I like freaked out and I just saw different, you know, synopsis or scenarios of things that had happened to me that I had totally blocked out Mm -hmm. and my mom's in denial. So she, Oh, this, that's in the past. We just got to forget about the past. We're not going to talk about it. So it was basically try to get over the past by not talking about it. Don't deal with it. And I feel like for everyone that's watching and listening, like when it comes to mental health, I do feel like one of the big reasons that mental health is so tough is that we do that. We try to stuff any negative thing that has happened to us in our life. We try to stuff it down. And we think that if we can just push it down inside of us and forget about it, that somehow miraculously it's going to disappear. And the hard and honest truth is that that isn't the case. It festers and it bubbles. And so you have to be able to talk about it. Have you been through um, any type of like counseling with with that at all? Yeah, I've I've been through 
several counselors in the past. Yeah. yeah. And, and here's the thing, like that's another thing too. So many people should have a counselor, but again, for some reason, the world seems to make a, an outside person feel that if you have a counselor, you're messed up, mm-hmm. there's something wrong with you and you're not okay. Yeah. And the funny thing is, I don't know if the funny thing, but the truth is, is actually right now I'm seeing a counselor and I see my counselor once we actually have a meeting right now, shooting this episode, it's a Wednesday. I have a meeting on a Thursday with my counselor and we meet every week uh, because life is difficult. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm not ashamed to meet with my counselor and I really don't feel that our audience should be ashamed either. Um, what, what did going through counseling do for you? Well, it basically taught me that it's okay to be open about it. It's okay to talk about it. Yeah. You, and for me, um, my approach is. I talk about it. I'm open about it. Ask me any questions. I'll have a conversation with you because I'm hoping that my challenges or, you know, things that have happened to me in my life could possibly educate someone else or make someone else feel not alone. Yeah. So because that's another thing too, is a lot of mental health battles are because you feel alone. Yeah. Right. You feel isolated. You feel that whatever's going on in your life, whatever you've been through, no one else has ever been through that. Right. 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 And because everyone puts on that happy face, that Facebook face that I, yep. I call it, where everything's happy go lucky when inside they could be like totally falling apart. Yeah. And I'm one of those welcoming. Let's just talk about it. Let's talk through it. I would rather you do that than feel alone yeah. or feel like you need to just end everything. So let's, let's kind of dive into that a little bit. How in the world can a person know, and maybe you don't know, but let's just discuss it a bit. How can a person know who is someone they can have a real conversation with uh, against someone that like, that's just going to be surface level conversations? Like how do you, fi- how do you find that? Well, okay. So some people don't believe in this, but I consider myself an empath. So okay. I, I, I've actually many of times just had random conversations with people in the grocery store because they walk up to me and whatever, we're like looking at the same thing or something. And then all of a sudden they just start telling me their life story. And even my husband's like, people are always talking to you. I go, they just feel comfortable doing so. Sure. You know, and um, I feel like it's how people display themselves. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure. You can either have an approach with like a big wall or you can be more welcoming. And it's, it's the little things it's, it's your body, Mm -hmm. you know, body language and stuff like that. I think a big first step to that is like when you have a counselor or a therapist, you can then experience that first being able to open up and tell your story because obviously right. you're paying that person to, right. to be there for you and to help you through the situation. And that kind of then leads to, well, I've told my story once I've opened up about it that now builds confidence that I can maybe open up and, and tell it again. Right. Um, something I want to go back on and uh, a little bit ago, you said my roommate was a born again Christian. And you said that I want to pick that apart. Cause I, I, I'll tell you why. Yeah. Okay. Here. okay. So I've had issues with religion my whole life because of the way I've been treated yeah. in the name of religion. Sure. My roommate at that time had a three-year-old son. I was paying $150 to live in her house a month. Yeah. 
um, she would come into my room at night and pray over my stuff, saying that the devil was inhabiting my things. Sure. She in, I was so young and naive. She ended up scaring me so bad that we burnt all my stuff in the back in the backyard in a, a tin trash can. It was stuff like some clown dolls that I got from Vegas, some 50s music tapes, yeah. um, uh, Native American beautiful artwork that I had gotten from like a flea market. Yeah. We burned all that stuff in the name of religion because yeah. the devil was inhabiting my things. You know, and, and to me, um, where I'm at with my faith, my religion, it, that is so heartbreaking to me because the big thing that I see, and, and obviously we're taking a little bit different path here, but what I wanted to just explain with that is I feel that people have started to hide behind religion and they forget that the whole foundation of Christ and the whole foundation of all of it has nothing actually to do with religion. It has to do with relationship, relationship. It is a personal relationship with Christ and a personal relationship with Christ should not dictate how you then judge someone else. It's very clear that we have not been called to judge others. It's very clear. It is our job to love others and let any judging be up to him. And so that that's why now this is causing. And, and so my big thing for you, for anyone listening, if there is a person that has hurt you with religion, I want you to know that that is a person and not Christ. Right. And, and with that being said, we'll leave that there. We'll let that rest. Um, is there anything else you want to comment on that at all? Well, I just want to say it's hard when multiple people in your life have used religion. Like when I, when I ran away from home when I was 16, um, to get away from my parents and the abuse, um, the Catholic church, Mm -hmm that my parents never hardly went to unless Grandma Hansen was in town yeah. um, because she was a devout Catholic. They only sent us to Sunday school to get rid of us. Yeah. Um, the Catholic Church wrote them a letter saying that they were uh, outstanding members of the community. They never freaking went to church. Mm-hmm. How hypocritical is that? Yeah. They got them to write them a letter, and CPS sent me back three days later. Yeah, that is that is so difficult. And that's the big thing is that in today's day and age, religion is getting so taken out of context. And, and with that, I feel that it's actually leading into more of the mental health stuff that you're dealing with. Right. Very much so. Um, Man. And so, you know, I, I mean, that's tough to deal with and that's hard to overcome. And that's, that's something where I do, I encourage you, I encourage anyone listening that, I don't want you or anyone to seek religion because if I'm being honest, like people have asked me before, like, Hey, what denomination are you? And I, I sit there and I'm like, I don't even know. Like if I'm being, I don't even, I don't even know. Like, what do you mean? You don't know. Like, are you Methodist? Are you Baptist? Are you, I'm like, I don't even know the difference if I'm being right. real honest. Like, what am I? Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm for me, I'm having a relationship with Christ and heck I still do stupid stuff. I do very stupid stuff. So if I'm doing stupid stuff, Who am I to judge? Who am I to judge? So with that being said, yourself, anyone watching or listening, like I, my ask is like, Hey, if you've ever been hurt by religion, uh, don't worry about religion, but understand that it is a relationship and don't worry about the religion, but maybe ask God like, Hey, why, why do I feel so hurt by you? If you're supposed to be my father. And that question right there can lead to then many other questions. And it just leads to a relationship. And then from there, 
it goes where it goes. But religion is what turns people kind of the wrong way, right? Right. Yeah. Well, anyways, enough enough with that. But I do want to dive in more to mental health, the struggle that, you know, obviously you've already unpacked a huge box. And um, I'm sure that there are tons of listeners, watchers that can relate. Because like I said, so many people feel that this has probably never happened to anybody. But the truth is that it, that it has. So I want to talk, though. You've been coming to Fit Body now for four years. Going on, yeah. Going on four years. How has fitness, how has working on moving your body, how has that helped with any type of mental health struggles that you may have had or that you'd still have? Like, how is how's fitness? Yeah, um, it's been my one true constant. Sure. It's been the thing that never lets me down. Yeah. It's always there, and I can let my emotions out on the floor. I can push myself further and I'm practicing self-care yeah. on many levels, not just physically, yeah. not just mentally, yeah. emotionally though, the support, the, the motivation, mm-hmm. the encouragement mm-hmm. you get is just yeah. phenomenal. If yeah. I, yeah. So I think one thing about it is, especially when it comes to fit body, you get a room full of people mm-hmm. And there are all different beliefs. There are all different backgrounds. There are all different stories. There are all different traumas that all these people have went through. But for 30 minutes, you just focus on being the best possible you. Yeah. And you put all that to rest, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So how could someone, because obviously not everybody that watches this, maybe they can't afford fit body. Maybe they don't live by fit body, whatever. So how, like, do you think that fitness in general helps with with that? Very much so. Okay. Okay. Like, very much so. Fitness, you get a good workout in, like I said, you can leave it all on the floor, wherever yeah. you're at. And it's the one thing that's not going to fail you. It's yeah. the one thing that you can count on. Yeah. Um, plus, it releases like natural endorphins and yeah. stuff. I mean, there's a whole bunch of physiological things that happen when you work out. Yeah. Um, and it's very medicating in a more organic way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's so with fitness, like when you're doing that, when you're working out, when you're putting your effort into a physical activity that's moving your body, are you even able to think about whatever mental struggles that you're dealing with? Sometimes they do come out and I've actually okay. cried during a workout. Okay. Not like ugly cry, but sure, sure, but sure. like tears strolling down my face because there's frustration or there's hurt or there's anger. And then I notice myself amp up and push myself further. So you go harder. I go harder. Yeah. I go harder. And that's what I mean by leaving it all on the floor. Yeah. I go harder and I'm like, screw it out. Yeah. You yeah. know? And I'm like. You just let it out. I, yes. Yes. Yeah. That's why I say it's the one thing that never lets you down. Yeah. It's always there. Yes. And the thing of it is, is that if you're not doing that physical activity, those feelings still pop up throughout a day, yes. throughout your life. And the feeling of, and it's an anger, right? It's yeah. a feeling of anger. And if you don't have a physical outlet, how do you let it out? So like, what are some ways that when you build that physical anger up before you got into like a fitness routine, what are some ways that you would let it out? Oh, not healthy mechanism, coping mechanisms, but like I'm an emotional eater, Okay, which is kind of self-sabotage. It's self-sabotage basically. 
Um, and it's something that my mother taught me growing up, you know, let's emotionally eat our feelings. Um, sure. So that's something I battle with on a daily basis. Yeah. Can so, that, can, so can that be something just from what, whatever happens in the day can trigger then emotional eating? Cause you yes. Can, so let's try to dig into that a little bit. Why, why would a person emotionally eat? So what, what do you feel happens when you start overindulging in food? For that split second, mm -hmm. um, there's gratification sure. that comes from it. Like, depending on, you know, like I get my coffee, my blended coffee. Yeah. And I always say for 15 minutes, I feel sane. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's because that coffee has sugars and it has yeah. stuff in it that is manufactured to release again hormones. Yes. So you said that fitness releases feel good hormones. But it's it's natural yeah. and it's good for you. Yes. But when you add sugars or mm -hmm. salts or stuff like that, it also releases, releases those feel-good hormones, but it's not good for you. Right. Um, I don't know if this is a commonly known thing or not, but I don't even remember who I was talking with. But Doritos, they actually have people on their team, on their board, that all they do, they're scientists, and all they do is figure out how when that chip hits your tongue... How can it release more feel-good endorphins to make sure that you go and grab another one? Another one. Like, but that—that's their whole job. Yeah. Their whole job is just like if we add just this chemical, right? It's a chemical mm -hmm. to the food. It will then release this endorphin. And so, what you're saying is that is a common way that you used to, and sometimes even struggle with mm -hmm. still dealing with it. But fitness. It will also release those feel-good hormones, those feel-good endorphins, and that also pushes you to yes. let it out. Yes. So, okay, so you walk into, let's say you walk in to do a workout. You're dealing with some mental health struggles, and then you work out. How do you feel leaving that workout? I feel like I can conquer my day. Yeah. Like, I've just set... The, the bar high and there's nowhere to go. I don't, I don't like that saying nowhere to go, but down from here. No. Once you set that bar in an emotional, an emotional positive way, yeah, you can only go up from there. And I feel it when I don't come work out. I feel the difference. I haven't set the stage for the day Yeah, when I don't work out. And that happened to me on Monday. Oh, yeah, because I overslept. I hit. I'm a snooze button person. I hit. I usually hit snooze. Well, I think I hit stop, and then oh. I woke up, and it was already too late to be here on time. Yeah. So, I, so my day was completely different. It seriously sets the tone. Sets the tone. Sure. It does. Sure. Yeah. So definitely health, fitness, and I know that you have, uh, like you said, you have two children, mm -hmm. um, Willow and Jade. And you, you, they we were talking before the show, just a lot of mental health battles that they struggle. Yes. Um, Jade, in fact, has done our workouts and has uh, embarked on her own health and fitness journey. Um, what have you seen a difference in Jade when she's working out versus when she's not working out? See, because of her mental health struggles and her being young, she's yeah. going to be 20 soon. Yeah. She's not invested. Yeah. Like I am. Okay. Like we're completely opposites and she's Jade is almost 20, but she's because of everything that's happened to her, she's more developmentally like a 10, 11 year old. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, and she's actually quitting the gym. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, yeah. she's giving her notice because she doesn't want to get up at 5 a.m. And yeah. that's a teenager for you. Yeah. Um, but mentally, she's not coping correctly. She's mm-hmm. not. She didn't utilize the gym the way she should. So I kind of feel like maybe what we're talking about here is like she was doing it because mom yes. thought it would be good for her yes. and maybe isn't doing it for herself. And so I want to just take this little nugget away for the people watching and listening. You have to do the things for you and you can't do them for anyone else. They have to mean something to you. And, and so, yeah. yeah. Well, what I was going to say is that I felt like after a while, I felt like I was the mom that was forcing my kid to work out. Yeah. So I just gave her an ultimatum and I said, Jade, if you are not invested in this, yeah. if this is not meaning to you what it should, mm-hmm. don't do it. I'm not yeah. going to be mad at you. Yeah. I'm going to be disappointed. I'm not going to lie, but yeah. I'm not going to be mad at you. Yeah. I want you to get out of it what I get out of it. And yeah. if you're not, be done. Yeah. So with that, and with that, like, yeah, you have to do things in your life that mean something to you and they have to ultimately help push you towards your why and not someone else's. And so that's a big thing too, because when it comes to health and fitness, a lot of people actually fail, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, because they're doing it for all the wrong reasons, right. right? Maybe when you started, I don't, I don't know this. When you started Fit Body, did you start because you're like, this is going to help my mental state? No. Why did you start? I started because I wanted to get in shape. And, and before that, I was going to uh, Farrell's. Okay, yeah. Um, and I loved the kickboxing. Yeah. There was not that family atmosphere like I found here. Oh, sure. It, it was different. Um, yeah. I loved it, the activity. I lost a lot of weight and in inches and stuff. But I wanted to get back in shape because I had just gotten out of uh, an abusive relationship. Mm. Well, several Yeah. in my span. Yeah. Um, and the person made me feel like less than like nobody was going to want me. And I was in my head, I was like, I'm just going to show everyone that I can do it. I can look better and I can feel better. Yeah. Physically. Yeah. I didn't think that it was going to be, end up being my outlet. What it, what is, what's it at now today? I mean, that's. So that's kind of funny. I I say that fitness is kind of a gateway drug. Like fitness is one of those things where, like you said, you started it for results. You started it because you wanted to get a physical result. But in doing so, you found many, many other benefits. And so uh, what have been some of the, the, what have been some of like the the scale victories that you've had? And then what have been some of the non-scale victories? So a couple, couple scale victories. What have you seen there? Well, okay, so this time last year, well, in January of last year, yeah. I reached my 40 pounds down. Yeah. But last year, mental health got hold of me, and I gained 20 pounds back. Mm-hmm. So I've been battling with that. Um, it's the inches. Like, yeah. I've, I've lost, I feel like more in inches and I've gained muscle. Mm-hmm. Those are some of the victories that I've seen. Like, I... When I work out, I enjoy seeing that muscle pop. (laughs) Like I'm getting muscles in my thighs, the front of my thighs, and I'm seeing them when I'm doing squats and stuff. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yes, I got to get back down. Yeah. But I'm loving the tone. I'm loving. All that. Yes. Okay. So awesome. 40 pounds up and down since Mm -hmm. then. We're going to get there. Yeah. It didn't let you, it didn't make you quit. No. Because now of all the mental wins. So what are some of the non-scale wins? 
Um, you mean like mental health? Yeah, or mental health, health or, or like physically not have anything to do with the scale. What else? Well, okay, so my child has been going through a lot the last three to five years, like yeah. with major mental health issues. Um, yeah. Uh, we're at 15 suicide attempts. Oh, my. Two of them were near fatal. I watched my child almost die in the hospital. Um, how, can I ask how old this child is? Now 17. Okay. When all this started, um, they've been struggling since probably the age of 12. Mm. Um, but I found out about it during COVID. Yeah. We were quarantined with COVID in November of 2020. I couldn't go to the gym. Me and my husband were quarantined in the house with my two children. Yeah. And that's when they told me everything. They had um, not too far from that time when they d- divulged all this, they had attempted cutting. Mm. Um, they told me how um, they don't feel like a boy. They want to be a girl and they mm. hate themselves um, because they're not in a body that they like. Yeah. So things just got worse from there. And that January after the COVID incident, um, in January, my child attempted suicide with one of their medications, clonidine. They overdosed on the first time, I guess, was a trial run for my child. And I didn't realize it was during New Year's Day or whatever. We went out to eat and my kids seemed drunk which we don't yeah. drink, so there was really no alcohol in the house. Yeah. But we were just paying attention. We're like, what's going on? Yeah. Not even two weeks later, um, we're in the hospital, and my kid's almost dying because they overdosed on a whole bottle of clonidine. Oh, my. And when I say a whole bottle, um, I had mixed because I had some excess left in one, so my kid took about 80 pills. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. What's a dose? <sighs> I don't know, like 0.5 milligrams or something like, like that. A, like one pill, I mean, no, yeah. like one pill. Yeah. So when, when you're took, supposed to take it, they should take one pill. Yeah. They took eight. 80. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Instantly to the hospital? And um, when you find out? The school called me. Oh, my. I got a call from the school that um, your kid's fallen asleep. They can't walk. They can't talk. They're in and out of consciousness. Mm. And um, so I rushed there, got, got my child. Um, I called 911. I told them what was going on. And at this point time, my kid had passed out mm-hmm. and was just laying with their neck like up and not moving or oh, nothing. Wow. And they're like, stay at your driveway. We're sending an ambulance right now. Yeah. So the ambulance took us from there. Um, and I had to watch my child get pumped with Narcan and all kinds oh. of stuff. And they called poison control and, my kid's heart rate dropped to like really low. So this was the near fatal. This was one of them. Oh wow! Yeah, there was another one about a month later. Mm-hmm. Same medicine. I didn't have it locked up adequately. Um, lesson learned. So dealing with your children's mental health, you also have your own mental health battles. Would you say that? being able to stay active and really work through fitness to like keep your mental demons at bay is able to allow you then to show up and be there for your children's mental health. On so many levels, if I didn't have fit body, I honestly don't know if I would be here today. I really don't Mm. because how hard is it for 
a parent to watch their child go through that. And having, I mean, I, I'm a, a suicide survivor from, I had four attempts from the ages of 12 to 20. So that was like a trigger for me. Not only did I feel helpless again, I was right back where I was when I found out the kids were being molested. Um, I felt like it was my fault. I couldn't do anything to fix the problem. Um, and the world isn't going to be, suddenly become nice for my kids. So, so I knew this. I know that I can't make the world a nice place. All those things, if I didn't have Fit Body as an outlet, I don't think I would have survived. I really don't. I mean, that that means more to obviously me. Um, I mean, I started Fit Body in 2015 with literally. I had no. I had no know-how to run a business, Anna. I had no idea of what we were doing. I just knew that people needed help. People needed fitness. And I, I tell you what, we're running up on time here. We we could talk, I think, for hours. Yeah. Um, but I do want to make sure that we, we really finish on a high note and finish on a note that can leave our, our listeners, our viewers, with some really big takeaways from today. And... I think one of them, what you just said right now, is you said, I can't count on the world becoming nice for my children. And so with that being said, uh, watching, listening, as you go throughout your day today, be kind. Be kind. Because you don't know what's going on with the person that you're going to come to next. But what we have control over is being kind. Yes. Right? Yes. Right. And also, too, I, I know and I thank you. I absolutely love it. You give FitBody a lot of accolades for helping you be where you're at today. But do you feel, though, that just fitness in general, whether it's FitBody or just finding somewhere where someone can let that be their focus, like, will that also work? Yes. Yeah. Find your outlet. Yeah. Healthy outlet. Find what makes you happy. Your, your little happy snacks, so to speak, I've heard people say. Find what drives you and focus on that. Yeah. Let that be your outlet mm-hmm. rather than the unhealthy than stuff. The unhealthy stuff, yeah. Because truly, those happy endorphins are going to come. Mm-hmm. And so you mentioned like when you do snack on unhealthy stuff, it leaves a, a happy endorphin for a very short amount of time. Does does deeper depression kick in like after that though? Like once that endorphin runs off, like now are you also upset? Not only about what you were upset about before, but now you're upset that you ate all this stuff that pushed you in the wrong direction. Well, I mean to be honest, the self negative, the negative self talk starts in, and then I I real quick because I'm I I I analyze everything I do, <laughs> I analyze yeah. myself. So yeah. real quick, I flip the script. I mm-hmm. flip the script and I turn it into positive. Yeah. That's so, what I have to do. So that's what our, our friends watching and listening can do as well yes. is, is focus on their self-talk. Yes. And one thing I say is like having a thought pop in your mind, you can't always control that. Mm-hmm. No. But you can control what you do with that thought and yes. what action you take from that thought. Right? Like if I have negative thoughts pop in my head, and yes, of course, I'm human. Many times I make the wrong decision. Many times I do. Yeah. But the goal should be how often can I recognize the thought, understand that it's there, understand that it doesn't have a place to live there, right? and then replace it with 
your own positive thought, do you ever find yourself like talking out loud to yourself? Oh yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all the time yeah. I do that. <laughs> and and I do as well. Sometimes what you have to do is you have to recognize that that thought popped in your head, recognize that that thought doesn't belong there, and then you have to replace it, replace it with a positive thought, like yes. positive self-talk. And a lot of times, like saying it out loud, it then helps your ears hear it, which then helps your mind believe it. And if your mind believes it, now you're in that trajectory. Right. I mean, people don't realize how much effect our thoughts can have on us. And if you just in your head, like I say, one simple thing, flip the script, flip the flip script. The I script. just tell myself, flip the script. I love it. And, I love it. and I immediately go into that mode of flipping the script. Yeah. One thing I love, a mentor of mine, Bedros, uh, who actually started Fit Body, yeah. he always says that you are the author of your own story. Yes. You are the author of your own story. You hold the pen. Mm-hmm. And so you need to start writing your own story. Quit allowing those negative thoughts to pop into your head. Quit allowing that negative self-talk to drive you. Yeah. And I really think that for you, like I, I've seen you work out. <laughs> like when you work out, next thing you know, it's like, hey, Hannah, we're supposed to be doing like jumping jacks and you're over there dancing. <laughs> but, but, but that is the thing. That's that happy endorphin coming yeah. out in you. It's like, yeah. you know what? I don't care what's going on in life right now. There's a song that just came on. I'm feeling it. I'm digging it. And they're doing jump jacks. I'm doing this. And you're yeah. your dancing. And that's that positive, happy self. Um, I love it. Uh, how, how can a person get started with their health and fitness journey from your viewpoint? Like, what would you recommend to our listeners, our viewers, to get started in a health and fitness journey? First of all, you got to find what drives you, like I said. So if if you like those quick, intense workouts um, with supportive atmosphere, Fit Body is for you. Mm-hmm. If not, if you're more of a, you like riding the trails, biking yeah. and stuff. Yeah. That's something I also do during the summers and springs. Is, yeah. And and that's a different joy all in itself. The, you know, the yeah, wind therapy. Hair. Yes, yes. Whatever drives you, find something that is centered around that. And don't let it go. Just go with it because it's going to be your best friend. (laughs) Yeah. I love that. So basically just start, just start. You just got to start something you enjoy. Walk in the door or do whatever you're going to do. If you're going to ride that bike, do it. Just start running. If someone likes running, I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's a big thing. And really too, that's why I really do say this and I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Like at Fit Body, like we're not going to be right for everybody, but you don't know that unless you try. And so if you're at all interested in trying, let us know. There's going to be a link in the descriptions too, where you can grab a free week to check it out. Also too, though, you guys are so many amazing gyms in our town from cycling to yoga, to Pilates, to rowing, to uh, hot yoga, you you name it. They're out there. So just start trying it. Most places will allow a free one to one week pass. Yes. Take advantage of that and, and find what's going to work best for you. Um, second thing I just want to leave our, our listeners and our viewers with, which we already said, but I just want to leave it with them again because it's so important is be kind today. You know, one thing I work with our team about a lot is like, we truly want FitBody to be the best 30 minutes of our clients' lives. And I always tell them, so you guys, what is FitBody? It's, it's four walls and a mat. Like that's what FitBody is. But outside of those four walls, you have no clue what's going on in someone's life. So when you have the opportunity to be there for someone, to make someone smile, do it. Go all in, be nice, make someone smile and have patience. 
have patience. Anna, this has been absolutely amazing. Uh, just so excited that we were able to really peel back the curtain on mental health. So many people struggle with it. If you're struggling with it today, know that you're not alone. Know that there are people you can reach out to. And uh, just know that, man, there are people that you can turn to to help and support you. Move your body today. And uh, do us a huge favor, you guys. Um, like, subscribe, share, whatever you can do on these podcast things. This is new for me. So I don't know. The sound might be a little better today. Maybe it's not. We're still working on that. But uh, like, share this episode. Subscribe how you can. And uh, if there's anywhere that you can comment on this thing, just comment down below some love for Anna for just being willing to peel back that curtain and share her story. Anna, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you. All right, guys. Hey, we'll catch you on the next episode of the Fit and Healthy Sioux Falls show. Have a great day, you guys. Bye. Bye.